Now, a word from our sponsor. Transcendence Treatment Center is North Charleston's new private treatment center for drug and alcohol addiction. Our outpatient program is led by a highly qualified staff with years of experience in the addiction field. Enjoy the benefits of treatment while still going about your job, school, and daily life. Our treatment program uses a holistic approach to treating and healing addiction, and we provide a warm, safe, and non-judgmental environment to help you explore and work through those issues that keep you stuck in the cycle of addiction. We recognize the value and importance of family and offer family and friends support groups as well. Conveniently located off Route 526, you can find us at 3900 Leeds Avenue, Suite 101 in North Charleston, South Carolina. Call us for a free pre-screen today at 854-222-3773. And a member of our team will be happy to help you take the first steps towards your new life, a life free from addiction. You can also visit us at our website at ttreatment.org. Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have a special guest today, Ellen Chin. She's actually a good friend of mine and a Reiki practitioner. She is a realtor in the Charleston, South Carolina area. And she wanted to come on and talk about a spiritual experience that she had praying over someone who was very ill. And she ended up seeing a being that she thought was an angel, but she realized later who it actually was. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Ellen. Hey, Tina. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, I get to tell the story. Uh, yeah, so, you know, originally from New York, grew up in uh, uh, Queens uh, and uh, grew up on the end of Long Island in a beautiful original Victorian home in Greenport, Long Island. I, I went to, I, and I got to get in that house virtually not too long ago, which was like a tears and amazement. It was amazing. Um, but that house uh, definitely had some things going on in it. And I was a little girl and I was very sensitive to everything. So um just I guess I've just always been spiritual and um well why don't you talk about a little bit what happened in that house because you said to me um before we started recording that your parents thought there was something going on with you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I was just I was a little girl and then I remember it because I was like more like set I think I was like seven eight nine I think is when the peak of it happened for me there I I um I used to have like these night trim these nice terrors where I would um sleep through crying hysterically for what my parents would say it would seem like an hour and um and my grandparents thought, you know, um, I was actually being possessed, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but um, you know what? There was definitely something in the house because it, it kind of played with me a little bit. Uh, and there was definitely, my father had also had a paranormal experience while he was remodeling the house. And that's when it really came out, I think. Um, so I, yeah, I was a little girl when he remodeled that house. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, so my tremors, and then like sometimes the doors would be open, the shouldn't be open, locks should be locked. Stuff like that would happen to me when I was a teenager. So, uh, but I do remember some of the dreams that I had that used to make me uh, cry. And 
when I think about the dream, they were all about pressure and life of things that, you know, but I, I just always been a very spiritual person. So um, it was easy for me to, um, you know, I'm, you know, uh, a church goer. I don't go as much as I used to, but I don't, you don't have to, to have a relationship with God. You don't have to go to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, oh, he's so good to me. Um, so, so I've just had a lot of, I've, I've always had, um, somebody wake me up in my sleep, calling my name. I'd hear Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. And then, I, you know, eventually I hear it and I wake up and it happened to me a lot as a child. Um, I've got a lot of things like, um, just knowing things, um, uh, having a good sense of things, uh, not all the time. I mean, you know, I'm not like, not like a constant in my ear or anything like that, but you know, you could see, wow, that, oh, wow. See, I knew that I, or I've been saved. Oh my gosh. Listen, I have a dot. I have a Bible right in front of me. I have seven times I've almost died. And every single time I've seen intervention. So, oh, I know there's a higher power taking care of me, you know? Um, so that's exciting in life. Um, but it's a lot of pressure. This is a lot of pressure to have that much um, care about you. Okay, where, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to achieve? What's my purpose in life? Uh, uh, do not think that's taken lightly, you know. Um, so um, I, you know, so from New York, you know, when we marry, I marry, I have two kids in New York. We moved to Pennsylvania. We're there for three years. Uh, I mean, twelve years in Pennsylvania. Wow, what a <clears throat> a lot of spiritual experiences I've had in those twelve years in Pennsylvania. Um, So you were Um, in Pennsylvania and you said, it sounds like you had a lot of experiences throughout your life, but I know you, I know you do want to talk about, um, this particular story about praying over a friend that was very ill. Well, I think, you know, I think, but it is the buildup of my life because, you know, I've, I've had so many blessings where, you know, I've had. I've had um, the Blessed Mother come to me during meditation and tell me I was having a girl. And um, she stood in front of me with her hand out and there was an orb and she said, this is your daughter. And I was like, and I was wide awake. I mean, I was meditating and I was like, wow. And this was during a Reiki circle. And I was like, wow, I'm having a girl. You know, so like that happened back when I was like 37 or something. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of like, intervention around or uh like experiences with um with god and everything and um so yeah so a lot of experiences in pennsylvania um uh you know god spoke to me so much in pennsylvania always um he always he always showed me how much i was loved when i felt unloved mm-hmm. um so that's important because when you go wow i don't need it from you i have it from him i mean I have to be honest, it's, it's so humbling, but um, it's a big responsibility because right now I'm like, okay, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And um, so, um, so here we were, in, we're there for 12 years. We decide my husband wants to retire. We want to move south. So here we are in South Carolina and um, I come here and um, I'm an adventurous person. So for me to move was very exciting, even though I was leaving early starting to be a very successful career in Pennsylvania as a realtor. Now I've got to come here, establish myself, settle down, three kids. And, um, and my husband's going to be here for a good year or two. I was coming down here with the kids because we wanted to get the kids in high school before um, it was an unfair situation for them. So, um, so I felt like, you know, things were, I felt something was wrong and um, I found your card in a, in a bank. I was, putting um setting up an account for my kids and there was Tina's card but she held <laughs> on to it for a year people <laughs> a good year and every time I wanted to call it I couldn't find it and every time I wasn't looking for it it would just like fall out onto the floor and I was like oh that is so strange <laughs> yeah I was like I was like okay see something's trying to tell me something's trying to talk to me it was just the weirdest craziest thing and 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 I mean 
So finally, I get the guts to call Tina, right? I mean, this all kind of leads up to things, you know, like this whole, um, yeah, no, and I even, I even, even when we used to pray in my last church in Pennsylvania, I used to have um, visions. I can see Jesus. I could actually see Jesus in full wing white. I mean, over the pastors, uh, him and his wife, and she was a pastor. So just over that, I mean, like, you know, like that's so that you feel like so blessed and you really do feel so great after you see something like that. It's like, almost it's very healing physically, emotionally, um, socially, uh, mentally. Um, um, so, um, so I called Tina, Tina, I had a great conversation. I'm like, Oh my God, someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, someone like me that, you know, like, you know, believes and we have all these experiences and you can't deny this kind of life. And it's, you know, um, and then, but I felt like, right, Tina, I had an attachment Mm -hmm. and um and after that conversation we you you detached it and 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 to, and, and then it was oh how do you know what you did what it, it's like literally you feel it i started i well but i started physically crying remember i was laying yeah. there and i was and you're like are you okay i'm like yeah it's not me it was not me now you started hyperventilating which has never yeah. happened um, with me working on someone. So I was like, are you okay? And you said, I'm okay. It's, um, it's not me. It's Lee. It's not you. Right. It was, right. it, it was that, it was that entity that was having a panic attack basically. Cause it didn't want to leave your energy field. Oh yeah. And I totally felt it. It was like, okay, this is not me crying. This is someone crying through me. And it was, that's exactly what it felt like. It was like, okay. And I kind of felt bad for it, you know, because I'm an empathy. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't. You gotta go. I was like, you got to go. Lee, you got to leave. You cannot stay. You have to go. You have to go. Mm -hmm. oh, God. Um, but that's how I, you know, that's how, like, there's always something that proves it's true to me. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever it is, something always you know, it's, it's true, you know, it's mm -hmm. amazing. So, um, so with that, um, I wanted to get back into the church. I was very big into my church in, in Pennsylvania, but, you know, coming here, settling down, I really didn't have too, you know, too much going on. I have a lot of friends. I didn't have no one to go to church. Not that I went to church with anybody, but you're still, you know, comfortable going. And then, um, um, you know, I, I knew I wanted to get involved and, and I still haven't picked a church yet, but kind of, um, but then, um, you know, we, we have a really good, um, friend base here that kind of lured us here. That's why we're here. And, um, um, we met this group of people and then like a month or two later, um, one of the couples, um, uh, not married very long, maybe seven years, no kids. Um, one of the ladies, um, her husband got esophagus cancer and, I mean, he was a spinning image of health. He didn't drink. He didn't, never smoked a cigarette. He he was military. Uh, he was Coast Guard. He was. I mean, this is somebody who was just uh, no reason, and he had esophagus cancer. Um, and I don't know. I kept saying, you know, I I just feel like, um, you know, I want to, you know, I wanted to. I wanted to pray over him, do Reiki on him, and um, and I wanted to heal him. Like I had this urge, I want to come, I want to come, I want to come. Where I want to heal you, I want to come and heal you. And because um, oh, by the way, in the past I've always healed myself. They told I had throat cancer. I did Reiki, it went away. I mean, a lot of things I do, I I, I use Reiki and to help make um, heal myself on everything, even COVID, whatever. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to heal him, you know, and, um, but they never let us in to do that, um, for some reason. And you, you have to have, people have to be comfortable. Um, so, um, not even a year later, um, he's on his deathbed. Um, and we had, again, I had, I mean, before he, he actually, the week before he passed, he was walking around 
And then that, like seven days later, you know, so when he, she told me, like when she sent a message, oh my God, Troy is, you know, he can't, you know, he's not functioning anymore. He just like, I was like, please, can I come for me and pray over him? And then um, finally, when he was really on his deathbed a few days later, she said, yes, please come in. I'm like, okay. So I have a really good friend down the block. He, um, he's a pastor, his wife, um, both, both had cancer and both cured miraculously um, through the power of God and intervention. Uh, God healed both of them with cancer. They never had to go through treatment. These are, these are diagnosed cancer patients that the cancer went away through intervention. So I'm like, okay, you and I are good friends because <laughs> I know that could happen, you know? And um, so, so I call, I call Angel because he's also you know, a pastor and I'm, I'm just, you know, someone who wants to pray. And I think that's a great, he's going to read. So he's going to read. Well, now, so when um, we get the call to come over, um, me and, me and uh, his name is Angel, by the way, we're, we're like, like, we're like, like, we're gangbusters. Like, yeah, that's it. We're coming in. We're good. We're good. Throw this cancer out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, we're going to come and pray so hard that this is gone. And we get there and it's a hospice situation all the family he's in the living room on the kitchens that open area and the family there's like 20 people and we get in there and we're um so I have I get to hold the holy water I get to stand next you know and he's and he's reading Lazarus and you know got and and he's like trying to raise Troy and 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 um and that was my feeling I'm like okay we want to we were trying to still heal him to be honest but um, after a while, I mean, deep prayer, I mean, like deep half hour prayer, Bible reading, I look up I'm like, no one's buying this. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is, no one's believing that he's going to heal. So <clears throat> I had, we both, that was the end of the session. I said, look, Amy, I'd like to come back and pray over him again, if you don't mind. And she said, I would really love that, you know? And I said, okay. So um, the next day, Angel and I, um, I'm waiting for the call. Amy's, so Amy finally says, hurry, hurry over. He's, he's not going to make it another hour. That's what we got. We got the call, come over. He's not going to make it another hour. So Angel and I go back over there. Now we're praying differently. We're just praying over him. God, take his soul. Pray, you know. So um, I go there and I said to Angel, I'm going to put my phone down, train, you know, but at one o'clock, I got to get out of here. I got to go show a house. And um, so Angel had his watch on. So we were like deep prayer, uh, a good 45 minutes. And, um, and, <clears throat> and then I'm all of a sudden, um, I see um, this angel, like just floating, like on top of Troy in my mind's eye. I could see him perfectly floating on top of Troy, you nose to nose, rang right over him, floating, light brown hair came long. He was wearing a white dress and he had a, a red kind of robe over it. And um, and as 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 I see this, Angel is reading out of the Bible, and Angel goes, and the angels appear. And I and I'm like, oh my God, does everybody see this? I'm thinking, does everybody see this angel over angel over Troy? I'm like, and I open my eyes and I'm like, oh, nobody's, you know, it's in my eyes, mine, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So I close my eyes and, you know, I see this and then, um, and then, you know, he. So then finally, um, Angel goes, Ellen, it's one o'clock. You have to go. Um, so we say, okay, thank you know. So then we we all exit the house or I exited the house, had to go. We say goodbye to everybody. Um, so as I left the house, I, um, I felt so like, not me. I felt somebody who had no nervousness, totally relaxed, not on, on, you know, like, I just felt like, and um, I was like, wow, I feel really good. This is a great, this is how I'd like to feel all the time. And um, on top of it, I was also suffering from tooth pain. Like I had, I, I had to take, um, 
I had to alternate every four hours with Advil and Tylenol because I was experiencing, experiencing toothache. So um, I'm like, wow, everything feels great. I'm like, so I drive over to this house to show the house. And this um, first people I'm showing it to, um, I, I, I had this woman who was already submitted an application. She just needed to check that she saw the house because she was desperate, divorce situation being abused verbally by the husband. She's never seen this before. It's never been so bad. She has to move out by Friday. This is a desperate moment for her. You see this a lot in real estate. You feel so bad for people that, you know, that go through something like this. So, so I kind of like, okay, guys, Hey, listen, she has to get in here. I, I have, I have to get going too. And so she walks up to me and the son, little one of the boys come running over and he hugs my legs. I was like, Oh my goodness, you know, thank you so much. So we, us, uh, her and me uh, walk into the house and her son and we get into the first room and she's like, she's like, um, I just want to let you know this, but your energy, I feel like I just got blessed. And I'm like, uh, you have no idea where I just came from. <laughs> exactly what I said to her. I said, well, <laughs> yeah. You have no idea what I just came from. And I just left it at that, you know? Yeah. What Thinking, a compliment. Wow. What a compliment That's, though. Oh, I I know. I know, but I knew that it was what I just what I just experienced in a whole of being around somebody at their final. It's a, it's an honor to be able, honestly. I, I don't know. Uh, it's an honor to be able to do something like that for somebody's soul to be honest you know so yeah. um I, I was feel, like yes, I feel you know, the same way when giving Reiki don't you feel really good when you yes. give someone else Reiki and mm-hmm. and you know no matter what their tooth is bothering you but sometimes I don't even I don't feel great before I do a Reiki session you know I could feel tired or cranky or right back well, could right. hurt my head uh-huh. could hurt, but I do it anyway because I received the Reiki first and right. then I oh, give yeah. it to that person and then I feel great afterwards. Well, it's like you're doing your Reiki treatment on yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to, the energy is flowing, you know, the vessel that we are, we, we definitely, that's why it's, it's like, it's an, it is a blessing and an honor to, you know, anything around God is a blessing mm-hmm. and an honor <laughs> and, and you know what helping others is a blessing and an honor yeah. as well yeah yeah that's the only reason why I want to say real estate because it's like you really want to you it's it really is something that is it's so important where you live your home I mean that's like the most important thing in your world is your home um besides everybody who's in it you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's it's an honor to do that um also yeah so um okay so okay so then so I go we finish up with this young lady and she she just says to me so later at the end she says to me I just want to let you know that I feel like I met you today everything is going to be okay she goes I don't know what your energy just um and that's when she told me that her husband was verbally abusing her um you know through the phone texting Mm-hmm. messages he was being verbally abusive and she was like but you know it's it does it's not bothering me right now and um I was like wow I said that's that's I'm so happy for you I I that's a blessing for me to know that I can that I'm giving you that you know it's like mm-hmm. man it's a blessing again for me like oh, wow like let's let's keep this going you know and um so that ends and I go home and I I don't know. I must've had a normal night's sleep. It was a nothing special night. I know I had to go somewhere in the morning and then I knew I wanted to get, you know, go, go see Troy. So it wasn't like, you know, I, I was in, I probably had regular sleep or anything like that, but I get home and I am exhausted. Like I, I can't even, I got on the couch and I went into a deep sleep for like four hours. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That does not happen. I do. <laughs> I wish I had. 
I no, I'm starting to get good sleep, but um, it's so important. Sleep is so important, yeah. and that's something I haven't had in a really long time. So I'm fighting for that. So, so I fall asleep maybe all right three to four hours, um, dead dead sleeping, and I wake up and it's like a quarter to five, and I get the call that Troy had passed. Um, she mess or she messages everybody through the group, and um, Troy had passed. So I'm compelled to go to the burial, the funeral, the burial, the wake, whatever, all that stuff is called. I, I always mix them up. Um, so I, um, we go to the wake, I go to the wake, um, I went by myself and, um, and so, you know, everybody's there and I walk up to the casket and I noticed that Troy has a smile on his face. And I was like, I think he saw the angel too. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, you saw the angel, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, that is so awesome. And so I walk, I start walking away and then um, the stepmother, I guess it was Troy's stepmother. Um, she catches me and she goes, I just want to thank you so much. We all want to thank you for coming and praying over Troy. Um, and it really made a you know difference. And she goes, we knew he was, and she even admitted, she goes, we knew he wasn't going to be healed. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, we, I said, yeah, I sensed it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was funny that she even made the point to say that. Cause it was like, like, like my eyes were, I'm like, Oh, no one's buying this. It was just like that uh, <laughs> moment. It was just like, okay. She quelled, she, she quelled, you know, um, uh, validated that. And um, so, um, and that was it. So now he, he's at, he's going to a, a church and they're Catholic. He's coast God. Um, so a really good friend of mine comes in because uh, they just moved um, and they came back and to be there. And um, so they come to the wake. I come to the wake and um, I am, uh, you know, it's like this whole brigade, beautiful of him coming into the church with like 50 Coast Guards marching in uniforms and all. I mean, it was really nice. And I'd been in that church one time before with my cousin Keith when he came to visit, he wanted to go to church. So we went to, went to the, we went to the Immaculate uh, Conception um, and that's in um, Monk's Goose Creek. Um, so, so um, I, some two of my friends find me and we're walking into the church and we ended up sitting all the way in the back pew which normally I would go to the front as I like to be in the front. <laughs> so I, um, but we sat like in the last row. So, so we're sitting there and next thing I know, um, oh, but I did forget one thing. When I woke, okay, when I woke up off the couch after the five hours of sleeping, I woke up. Now, remember, I had to take pills off and on every four hours for my toothache. My toothache had now not been with any medication for, I don't know, maybe two hours, right? Maybe more, maybe four hours. And I, my tooth did not bother me at all. And I also woke up and the bump on my pointer finger was gone because I said I hated it and it was gone. It's like, I could show you, Tina, it's like tiny, tiny little thing left, just a mm-hmm. memory of that. And the, they told me it was just like one of those like calcium, I don't know. It's nothing, but it was gone. So no two, I didn't have to take medicine, anything for almost two days after I saw that angel over Troy. Two days. And I'm telling you, I was in severe pain. That's why I had to do it every every, every, um, four hours, different switch off Mm -hmm. and on, um, waiting for my appointment. So on my finger, that's gone. My tooth isn't aching. And I, you know, the girl validates me in the apartment. And um, I eventually did call her months later and tell her the story. Um, and um, so I'm sitting there and next thing I know, you know, I'm looking around, you know, these Catholic churches are just beautiful with the stained glass windows. And I turn all the way to my left side, it's the last window, I'm right practically in front of it. And there is, um, a picture um, of G- um, picture uh, depicting Jesus teaching followers on a on a kind of a hill, and they're all like kind of in a semicircle around him, and he's teaching, and I'm like, oh 
my dear Lord, that is the angel I saw over Troy. Same hair, hair long, it was long hair. If you go to the, if you're living around this area, you'll go in the church. Um, the same hair, it was light, light brown hair. It was a long white dress and, you know, and then like this like part um, red robe kind of over it, like a shawl robe, I don't know, for a man, you know, but back in them days, I don't know what they wore. And I realized, cause I kept saying, I saw this angel, I saw this angel, I saw this angel. And at that moment, I realized it wasn't just an angel. So when you saw the him floating over your friend, Troy, did you see wings? Um, um, no, no, mm -hmm. I didn't see wings. No, yeah. I just saw this angel just float. No, I don't. I, it, no, I don't think so. I saw wings. I just saw this. It just, you know, this man dressed in this garb, you know, and just on just right on top of him. Um, but I don't recall seeing um, angel. I don't the wings. I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when I when I see angels, they have wings. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I only angels I've ever seen was um, Jesus and Mary. I've only seen those two angels, to be honest. Yeah. And so, do you think Jesus followed you around for a while after that, or he his energy was around you? I think his energy resonated from um, in me from what mm -hmm. from me experiencing him. It he just he just I just resonated him for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was his, re it was his energy just resonating, um, healing everything on me. I mean, that's funny, the thing on my finger, it, it wasn't, it wasn't um, anything really, nothing to worry about, but I hated it. And, and it went away. It was like, it was mm -hmm. aesthetics also. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the pain, I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that, that was like, yeah, so I'm sitting there and I look up. And when I realized it was aim, it was Jesus himself, not just just another angel, not just Mark, uh, Michael or Gabriel. It was Jesus himself, man. I started bawling in the church. <laughs> the tears are flowing. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, because everything told me, you know, everything told me it was, you know, like he told me who it was at the end of the day. Well, you he recognized him. him. I mean, he was, he looked like that um, stained glass window you were looking at, right? Well, they say Jesus, uh, God, uh, Jesus is going to, you know, he's going to come into you in a form that you're going to recognize. Yeah. And that's what it says in the Bible. So that would, that's something that Troy would recognize because that was Troy's church. So there's two things. Yeah. You just hooked something. You just also connected something for me. Because this wasn't just about me. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. That that Jesus came. Remember, I said I when I saw Troy smiling, I said he saw the angel too, and he came in the form that Troy would know, because mm -hmm. that wasn't Troy's. That was Troy Troy's church window. I mean, I would have not ever probably been in that church ever again unless my cousin came here and wanted to go, and that could be a years. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But it was for Troy, and it came to Troy in the vision he would know. And um, I mean, it's such a, it was really, it was like an, like an epiphany. I'm like, oh my, like, oh my gosh, you mean I could pray so hard that Jesus will come because I've asked, you know? I mean, that's like, oh, I wanna do that for other people. Like, I wanna yeah. do that for other people that need to be healed or that need to be, maybe they're slow. Uh, soul needs to be cleansed because think about it Troy had never smoked a cigarette never he was a healthy healthy person and then the message came to me that not every infliction that our physical body has is something that is organic to us it's and also I think there's also um, you know you know spiritual that um, do inflictions on people that cause cancers that cause these things you're you know it's it's an attack. It's a spiritual attack, pretty mm -hmm. much. So I think, I think we were cleansing his soul because 
he needed to be he needed his spiritual soul needed to be something needed to be attached detached and jesus came and cleansed his soul and brought him to heaven so now i don't tell amy this story now this is his this is his wife i don't tell her the story because she just lost her husband right right i'm not i'm not coming i just you know i i let it go i told so i i'd call my friends and i would tell them the story and and um so um so was this the first time that you saw jesus um one of the first times i saw him was um it was a january of um gosh oh i want to say eight nine ten 2010 i was a deep prayer um it was one of our churches deep prayer um you know we were they were the band you know the pastors singing in the you know, they were all, it's bad. The whole family's in the band and everything. It's uh, family church. And um, we, I was just praying and I just saw him over, over yeah. the past, you know, the band. It was, it was like, ah. it was like <laughs> yeah, ah. it is. It totally ah. is like that. <laughs> I was like, ah. but you know what? My whole life is so spiritual. So it's so, it's like, okay, another one to write in the book. Let me write that in the book, the story of that. I mean, all the intervention I've seen, you know, all the times I was saved by the, well, the voice saved my life. Mm -hmm. I woke up in a car that was about to crash. If I didn't wake up, I would have not woke the driver up. I would not be here, but the voice kept calling me. And as I was sitting in the car and my eyes were like, I said to myself, oh my God, I feel like the devil is closing my eyes. Like, why can't I keep my eyes open? I have to keep my eyes open. And um i started hearing i went into a sleep because i started hearing ellen 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 and i woke up and there we were crossing over the long island expressway my cousin fell asleep driving doing 65 miles an hour cruise control coming to the bridge in a light and i hear my name it wakes me up i go lisa and i throw my arm at her and she opens her eyes and doing 65 she makes a left turn as hard as she can and then she has to make a right turn as hard as she can and it carries us across the entire long island going we're going backwards across the long island expressway from the right shoulder where we already hit a little light and we end up on the other shoulder facing traffic and she said ellen someone took the wheel it was not me. Like the song, Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, and then, I mean, literally my life flashed in front of me. Yeah. And I then think, the car I think, stopped. I think that was your guardian angel. I think oh our, our, our guardian angels, they save us from, they protect us so much. And they... You know, they talk to us because they're part of our energy field. And you'll hear that voice, you know, wake up, Ellen, or just, you're just in danger, so, or don't go there, or. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to listen to the voices sometimes. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I listen to them sometimes. I, I have to say not all the time, but that's what, so. Yeah, I mean, now think about this. If they knew that that was going to happen to me, like our, our, our lives are pretty much in an order of procession that, that can change from left, it can, so obviously you can change your path, you see? So I felt like they knew I was going to be in that situation. So they prepped me for years in advance to wake up when I heard the voice because nothing would, I would always wake up and, and I'd be like, okay, I heard you, but I didn't, that was it. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm scared. I wasn't scared. I wasn't looking for anybody. Mm -hmm. I just knew to wake up. So for me, I said, wow, that's telling me that there's there, my life has a path. You know, and I have to follow that path a little bit. I don't know what it is. So like, like just everything kind of my path, my path is definitely comes to where this comes to what happened with Troy. So the angel of Troy, I mean, it's like stuff like that don't happen. I mean, I mean, it took like years and 
building up um, spiritual um, faith and everything. Um, so yeah, so then I, that in the car accident, I, I was like, wow, we're alive. Whoa, whoa, yeah. I'm like, woo. And these two guys come by, they stop. They stop in front of us. They jump at the like, are you girls okay? We're like, yeah, we're alive. He goes, yeah, you guys passed us. We both saw you sleeping. Wow. We had a witness to the whole thing. They, we passed them. So they must have slowed down. Mm -hmm. But you think the assholes might have tried to beep a fucking, oh, sorry. Beep the horn. <laughs> beep the horn next time you see someone sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in that moment, they may have been shocked or surprised. It's hard yeah, to Yeah, they would just hold them back. They're like, let's watch what happens. I, I would have honked. <laughs> but you know I don't know that was the first time I ever thought about I actually never thought about this is the first time I thought about them why didn't they at least honk or something but they we were only doing 65 unless she had us on 75 because she put us on cruise control and fell asleep with her hands on the wheel um, yeah um this is when I opened my eyes her hands were on the wheel um and she but um that night I did not drink that night I was not, not in the mood Okay, we were out to a club and I did not drink and her and I were going out to the Hamptons for the weekend and we did make it, thank God, with a little dent on the card. But yeah, it's just like, um, um, it, you know, so I know I have it all written in my Bible, all these things that um, all the times that I've, I know I've been spared. Wow. Yeah. I'm like a cat, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Especially but, if you listen, listen to your intuition and listen to guidance. Yeah, There's a lot of people out there are not listening and ignoring it. Well, you know, like, like what we were just telling you said, well, Owen, what story are you going to tell them? <laughs> I was like, no, I think the important one is most important is the one. This was my most important one. But gosh, Tina, one of the reasons why we were like, oh, my God, I found a person is um, we both have Sasquatch experiences. Um, and I don't think, and I also have UFO experiences. So for mm -hmm. me, I think they're all connected. These mm -hmm. are all paranormal things that are connected. And even when I, when I first saw, when I first saw the first time I, that's Sasquatch, I actually had three other witnesses on that, but no one will say, no one else but me will admit it. Yeah. Um, I, I really, and then the same, and then the same, and the same friend, I was with her twice with her. She saw the Sasquatch with me and then she saw the UFO with me. I mean, that's like, a, that's like something that you, you, and you don't do that with too many people, but with her, it was twice. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there was summer, we, it was our summer homes out in Long Island um, that her and I both had that experience. So I always felt that this was all connected. Everything, this is all connected. We're all connected, you know? So, yeah. So I feel like, I feel that, you know, that the, that the Sasquatches have let me know that they're here is is definitely a blessing but let me tell you something terrifying <laughs> they're scary i mean oh my god they're huge and i haven't physically seen one but ellen has i have i mean but twice. i but okay. i've communicated <laughs> with them you know i've communicated with them so right right that's i may not well, have seen them knew. If it was yeah. before you even even knew anything really about them. So my experience was back in the 1980s when it ran across the road and it came from a house. But um, but if you, and then the uh, second one here was not too far from my house in South Carolina. It was a very populated area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and we happen to live people, in the same subdivision. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We live in the same subdivision. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know. So I know. So it's like, ah, well, they're here too. <laughs> I sense yeah. them all the time. Yeah. I, I, am, I am a little, I'm a little afraid. I'm a little, I'm, I, I, I keep saying, please don't be mad at me. I, I, I am in a rush and I am a little afraid of you. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> I'm a human. I admit it. I apologize. I thank you for being, letting me know that I can't help it. I'm still scared of you. And that's true. I, I can't help it. He knows they know it. Mm -hmm. you know but I think that's what you're right because of what they say about Sasquatch is they're looking for people to give unconditional love 
It's about giving unconditional love to the earth, to people, to everybody. And I think that's what um, got lost over the millions of years unconditional love for things or something that's why yeah. i guess god had to come down <laughs> i mean this brutal world is still brutal um but um but there's a lot of good people in the world that want to do a lot of good things and they are doing good things yes they are thank you tina they are i can't wait to go on a mission with you one day it's not in the news where you know what we're doing no, i know you know, right. there, there are healers who are sending right. loving energy to the planet, well, to humanity, to... I did that last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all my, all my, I, I sent all my Reiki to all the people I know that are, are, um, are, are afflicted with cancer. Um, I have friends, friends, parents, you know, uh, cousins, uh, I, so every night I start, that's what I do every night I send. And I actually last night, so let me send it to the earth too. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to just make that a, a regular routine every night to send everybody um, unconditional love and Reiki. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I do when I go to the beach and I get in the water, I send loving energy into the water. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's unconditional love. I mean, it's got to feel good. But um, yeah, and and um, and the other way, remember, you know, oh, you know, you 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 took away that, um, you know, that that attachment from me, but um, but also that confirmed that not only was my physical reaction um, a confirmed that something was done, um, but you also said to me that it was like they had like a claw in the back of my neck, right? Mm -hmm. And you said, make sure you, you know, you take a salt bath, we'll go home and take a salt bath. Well, after I left you that day, I went, I went home and passed out for three hours again on the couch mm -hmm. after that treatment. And I was suffering um, terribly with um, a neck pain. And I just literally, I could all do, and that's not like me really to sit on the couch all day, to be honest. I mean, by the end of the night, yeah, I'm done. I got to sit, but not all day, you know, um, and I could not really do very much that day, I could just sleep. And then I said, oh, wait a minute, Tina told me to do salt. Um, so I didn't, I took salt upstairs to the shower. He said, oh, you could do it in the shower too. So I took the salt and I was, my neck was like, oh my goodness, literally got in the shower and I started pouring the salt and I felt it was a veil that lifted off of me and the pain went away. And I was like, why didn't I do that sooner? <laughs> And you know, the like, interesting thing, <laughs> I don't tell that to everyone, you know, but it's not, it's not like a standard recommendation. I mean, I think for sensitive people, you should be taking salt baths all the time, FYI, right, right. but I like, I don't tell everyone that after a session, for some reason, I felt yeah. like you needed to do that. But again, see, everything does confirmation for me. Nothing happens and then I don't get confirmed. Like things right. get confirmed. So for me, that was another confirmation to that. I just, this is, this was true. This has happened to me. Then I took that and then I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I, I, I could have done that all day. What the heck was I thinking? And I got into that and I was fine. And then I never, I haven't had decades since. Like, yeah, that's it great. It was so crazy. Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, so. My but the, you know, you that. had that being with you a long time. Yeah. You know, I removed it and make sure it left, but there was some residual energy, I think, around your right. energy field that needed to be cleared. But I right. think you had that. to do it. Right. right. I had to. I had to believe that and to yeah. know that and and follow, you know, and just that was the confirmation. It was the salt. Yeah. And it was like, whoosh, it was like the veil. It was like the veil when I almost died giving birth. And I yeah. felt, and I knew it. And when I gave myself to Jesus, because I prayed to the Blessed Mary also, um, I kept praying to her at the time because um, my my aunt was very into blessing, um, praying, always praying to her for her her nieces and nephews. And she always say, Ellen, I pray the Blessed Mother for you. I pray for, and I think that's why the Blessed Mother came to me and showed me my daughter because my 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 aunt prayed for me a lot she was a big big prayer mm -hmm. 
And um, that's why I felt like I had that connection with her too, you know? And then, but now, um, but then I, but then I started realizing, oh, you know, we're supposed to really pray to Jesus. And, but I realize now intercessory is, um, I, I think that's what Catholics really do. These, these saints are intercessors, like I am, like mm -hmm. I'm praying for, like, if someone says, Ellen, will you pray for me? Will I become an intercessor? Well, I think that that's what the Catholics do. They're praying to these saints and they're not, they're asking them to actually pray for them or help. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. asking someone else to pray. And then I, that's how I'm starting to see the Catholics that way. And that's okay because it, it asked me to pray for you. I've seen people healed because uh, I, and I, you know what? I always put it on my Facebook to, for my friends to, pr for the people to pray. And I see, I, 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 I've seen a lot of healing from asking my people to pray, you know? Um, yeah. Well, when I got sick with COVID, I got on Facebook and said people to people, right, please remember, please send mm -hmm. me energy healing prayers. And literally I was laying in bed after that about 30 minutes later. And I suddenly felt really hot and I was like, Oh my God, I can feel all of the energy people Earth. are sending me the Reiki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why am I so hot all of a sudden? So I, it, it, it yeah, works. Think, it really helps. Otherwise, I didn't want to go on and talk about it because there's so much stigma around it. But I, I needed a boost that day. So I just went on and asked for it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I you know, it's so funny, but I, I sometimes think that you have to kind of Sometimes you have to kind of believe, or sometimes you don't have to believe that it's, it's going to work. Um, I, I, I know that because my sister was kind of an atheist and now she seems to be coming around a little bit. And mm. I don't know, I don't know. I think the one thing I did, well, she, she had told me she had her thumb. Um, she had a, a thumb that had a cut. And my sister's a seamstress for um, sailboats. So they make all things for sailboats, sails, custom things. So she's a sewer. And it's important for her not to have a lame thumb because it's very important when you're sewing. And so she had a very deep cut in her thumb and it was not healing. So I was sitting with her and she hears my sister who doesn't believe in the higher power. Uh, maybe now she's starting to. Um, and I said to her, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask, I, I'm literally going to like, it was like something just told me, tell God, tell her that God's going to do it for her tomorrow. You can wake up. You, you heal, your thumb's going to be healing now you're done I've asked he's going to heal it you know she never said ha ha look my thumb still hurts literally called her next time yeah my thumb's doing much better mm -hmm. so I don't know if like you know I was like oh you know I'm I totally told me to just just to kind of say it as a demand and like and and then I did tell her my story about um seeing Jesus and I have told her my stories so it's I guess it's hard to, uh, you know, to think that there's not, I mean, how could anybody think not, that there's not this higher power? Well, there are quite a few people who don't, and it's shocking yeah. to people like us, but yeah, if you don't well, believe in a higher, a higher power, whatever you want to call it, everything's going to feel useless or meaningless. And how stupid are you going to look <laughs> when you go, wow, I could have lived a much better life <laughs> having faith or, you know, that's not the end. Our soul is just, it's, our soul is, is eternity. I just right. fully believe that I'm starting to mm -hmm. feel like, so I'm starting to feel that my, my, and I've always said, you know, I feel like, I don't, you know, not that I, listen, I'm not, I'm not a brilliant person. I am, uh, um, I know I don't have any degrees in all of this stuff that, Everybody gets degrees in um, on the subject of paranormal or, you know, all this kind of stuff. But it's very empowering. Um, it's fun. But I, but I feel like I, I have to do something, you know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out 
I'm trying to figure out my path. And listen, how long is it taking me to have this podcast with you? It's taking me a while. <laughs> a while, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to, I was trying to find the right day, the right, what the right numbers were. I was like, I was being a little silly. But let me tell you, yesterday, okay, and I always said to my, I think I have an old soul. It's been around, okay. Um, and um, yesterday I went for reflexology. I am having painful feet, okay. And she does Reiki and um, she's very um, spiritual and um, she's, let me tell you, she was my therapist yesterday and literally while she was doing the Reiki, I actually did Reiki on myself. I did the Reiki also. I did the thing, you know, for us. us. And um, I literally was going through some kind of um, psychedelic, I called it a psychedelic journey therapy session because all I could see it was just it was like like everything was just places I must have been there before parks homes different different castles I was just I felt like my soul was going back a journey around the world I was seeing all these different views of of mountains and water and and the sunrise and sun I mean it was like I'm like I'm on a journey and the colors when oh, your name came up and I was like I was telling her you know telling her you know Tina Clark you're gonna have to meet her um I said but she's purple to me if she stands next to me she's purple and she said your energy is excellent then that makes you a very great energy I was like yes she is mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> And I was psychedelic. I was like, I just, I felt like I took an acid trip. I had an acid trip while I was getting reflexology and the colors and the visions and the, I was, and then, and then I said, oh, this is a, and I've already asked you to, to do, you know, let's do it today. Cause I knew I had the time and I can make the time. Um, so it is a perfect time to tell my story of Troy and the angel. So well, you thank know you so funny? much. I, I had a massage <laughs> yesterday and oh. Also, the massage therapist is a Reiki master. Um, And I'm pretty good at not picking up on anything now when I'm getting a massage or going to Publix. I don't get anything. I don't feel anything because I have all my, I have my shields up. But she took, she gave me like a little mini facial at the end and she was running these rose quartz over my face and when she did it over my eyes I saw I started seeing things which was interesting because there must have been something about that that I was starting to see things otherwise I was completely blank the whole time and I saw and I'm bringing this up because you brought this up that you were seeing things yes uh, yesterday (gasps) Because oh I saw a woman with dark hair, she shoulder length hair. And I was kind of my view of her was from behind to the side. And she completely fell forward flat on her face. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was like, what? And I told the therapist afterwards, I was like, I saw this and I don't know what it means, but I figured it out right away. Because yesterday, later on in the day, Um, I was watching a video about the Hara and the Tan Tien, which is an area below your belly button that is supposed to be the center of your soul and your energy. And the guy was talking about how your body won't know what to do if you are not centered. So your body, for example, your body could be walking And if you're not centered or not present, you could trip because your body will walk only a few steps until it's like, what am I supposed to do next? (laughs) Well, yeah, you're off balance, right? So you're you're off balance for sure. Right. So I feel like the message is be centered, be centered in your Uh center point of your energy and your soul. Or you'll fall flat on your face. 
oh yeah hey listen i'm gonna take that message you know i get every message you like i know i was like okay be centered so centered yeah Mm. well it's so important i mean obviously if it's not centered it's not gonna work a house a car everything nothing centered is gonna work it's all balanced Right, exactly. So, and I think I think most of the world's a little off-centered right now. I a lot of anxiety. I know I'm experiencing tremendous anxiety. Um, um, even with all my Reiki, well, you know, everything. Um, I, I well, you know, I've, I my left just lost my father in December. I've lost my cousin. I've lost so many people this last year, um, from accidents, from cancer, old age. Um, nobody, oh, my aunt, but she, she, um, she was the one who prayed a lot. She actually ended up dying in the nursing home and, and she had COVID, but she also had Alzheimer's, um, but so much loss as you know, there's a lot of loss. I mean, we have to give ourselves a break too, a little bit, to be honest, I think, you know, we have to take care of ourselves emotionally because, um, we can't just keep pushing, you know, we're pushing, if you push this, you know, you want to you want to you want to be good you want to be great you still want to be able to funk and everything else but you still have to pay attention to that because it's going to throw you off and you're not going to be centered right right we're talking about well that's what happens when people trip or you know their their mind is elsewhere and maybe their soul's off center and you know they they trip and fall so you have to be present you have to be focused and present now, is this person, does she have curly hair or straight hair? <laughs> no, it, it looked kind of like straight. It was very surprising because that's all I right. saw. And I was well, like, that's message to you. I that's was like, message. what the heck? Why am I seeing a woman falling flat forward, flat on her right. face? <laughs> right. Well, it's a message that you need to take. Seriously, thank you for sharing it with me. Because, yeah. you know, it could, it could be a message for a lot of women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need to like, so coming out of that whole thing yesterday in my foot and, and I literally traveling around the world, it was amazing. Um, that must have been color. quite a reflexology section. <laughs> oh my God. Girl, I tipped her so good. <laughs> and then right? I said to her, do me a favor. I want you to remind me. And I told her, remind me this. Okay. So, um, so she, you know, she leaves and I get dressed and then I come out and I'm leaving. And then she goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. And she comes out and she makes this list of all the things that I told her to remind me. And I was like, what? That was so sweet of her, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but what was on the list? Self-love, self-care, um, okay to ask for help, uh, make a list and start journal- journaling. Um, that was some of the things that I kind of start and, 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 and she actually forgot to put meditate on the list, but meditation on the list, prayer, I have to do things for myself. I find that I, I'm not taking care of myself like I should, mm-hmm. you know, um, time just is, I find, is everyone else finding that time just flies so much? I, I look down, I look up, the whole day is gone. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'm very productive. Sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, I did this three, I did this for two hours already. Holy moly, two and a half hours. I've been working on that. Oh my gosh. You know, um, so self-love, um, be open. Um, anybody ever, if anybody wants prayers, I'd be honored to um, pray for people. If anybody ever needs anybody, if you, oh my God, I would love to be asked to come and pray on somebody who's passing maybe pray over people that need to be healed i think that's something i would really like to do so maybe um, through this podcast um somebody would want that um and um and yes. i would invite how would they invite, contact you should i leave your email address or um you can give them my um email address but give them my cell phone text or call um text first text i would definitely you know send a message give me an information um let me know you know um even though we can even do it um i'd love to do it in person and then um i can add you to the the prayers at night who i send um, right now i'm not sending to a lot of people i send to people i i know and love um good friends or even comes up on facebook i even pray for um anything on facebook too those children yeah. or anything oh my gosh 
Um, All right. Yeah. Well, I'll leave that info in the show notes. And I wanted to thank you, yeah. Ellen, for coming on to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank always... you so much, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just call you Tina? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218 or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E.